0: Cooper, former offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos, and uh, show them the episode- ring. Do the ring. Do the ring thing we're again. We're on episode five, right? <laughs> and, that's, and, and everything that goes on today, we we blame typically on a defensive lineman because uh, uh, <laughs> our guest is an offensive lineman like myself uh, from the uh, smarter side of the, of the line of scrimmage. So we'll have a little bit of fun
1: with the the, <laughs> the guys, the overeating side. <laughs> Of the ball, uh, West Hamilton. And, um, look at Wes. Look how look how f- <laughs> spelt he is, Coop. I,
0: I was wondering about that. He, look look at him. Oh, see so why I love coming here.
1: Yeah, you guys. <laughs> he he <does. laughs> <laughs> he, he's looking pretty spelt. <laughs> he's looking <laughs> awful nice, but anyway. Let's get off the uh, dating part of the show. Oh, Why don't no, you hey, no. I, I
0: send some love over to the other offensive guard, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, two
2: guards. This it's is a, it's the only time. <laughs> only yeah. time we
0: get it right when we give it to, our That's right, to, to each other, right?
1: <laughs> so, uh, if you can quit the love fest, can you continue the intro, <laughs> intro of the oh, show, God, please?
0: You know, Wes, hey, Wes, Wes speaks for himself. I mean, just a tremendous football player. A tremendous football family. That's what we're going to kind of get into, and that's that's, a that's, lot right. of, that's going to be a lot of fun for you as a dad and and mm-hmm. your granddad, right? Right, right, so, right. So you got some ties right. here to Colorado with uh, Valor High School, and and uh, Ben over there coaching, and uh, Ben being a former Denver Bronco, what nine nine ten nine years here, and then another year in Seattle. Right. And, um, he was after me, after us, yep. right? Mm-hmm. The old guys yep. after the old guys, and uh, now. Mm-hmm. He's, Got got some boys playing, and you got some grandsons playing. So that's got to be yeah. double fun. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a dad like you with a kid down in UTEP playing uh, offensive tackle, and you right. had a son go all the way to the NFL, and now you got grandsons playing and being coached. And tell tell us a little bit about that. That's a, that's a great feeling, isn't it?
2: It's a it's a good feeling, you know. I feel like, uh, gee, if, you know, we got a little bit of a legacy going here yeah. now, you know, yeah. getting uh, down to the third generation, and well, uh, no, it's been great. You know, I I feel like we didn't really push anybody into uh, football as far as my uh, two sons went, but uh, it was just uh, they were just around it all the time, and <clears throat> it turned out that they uh, enjoyed it too, and. And especially uh, my older son, Benny, uh, just really took to it, was a great player uh, growing up, you know. And, uh, you know, he learned a lot along the way in high school and uh, certainly uh, developed pretty well in college. And, uh, you know, that provided a great entry into the NFL for him. And uh, I, I think he had a great career there at Denver.
0: Let's give some people give us a little background so everybody knows from your side. You were drafted in the the third round, right? Uh, right. by the Minnesota right. Vikings and you played nine years. So that's right. Kind of, kind of bring us from uh take us from youth football through high school, college and then into the pros and then, then we'll walk then we'll talk about Ben and and, and, and your and your other son and, and, and your grandsons.
2: Yeah, okay. Well I was a uh, kind of a, a late arrival as far as uh, coming to football and I didn't actually uh, Start playing until halfway through high school. And, uh, you know, from that at point. Home,
1: at Homewood flossmoor
2: Yeah, which is a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, there, it's uh, where I grew up. And uh, uh, I was involved in other sports, but uh, not football until later on. Was uh, more or less uh, coerced into it, uh, quite honestly, with. Uh, uh, by my uh, coach, uh, football coach, who felt like everybody ought to be ought to be playing, but in particular anybody that was over 220 pounds, and so uh, that's how I got involved. And it turned out to be, you know, the, one of the best things that that I've ever done. Uh, made a big difference, obviously, in in my life, and uh, I, I thank him all the time for being persistent and uh, uh, until the point worked. I finally came out for, for the sport. And, <clears throat> excuse me, so I uh, played there, uh, developed to the point where I was able to uh, go to college on a scholarship at uh, Tulsa University down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, uh, a lot of uh, turning points for me uh, when I was down there, a, a lot of milestones, I guess I should say. Uh, Tulsa was a, a great place uh for me, you know, and I, I learned a lot. Certainly, learned a lot about football, and I had some great coaching down there, and uh, you know helped me uh, develop along the way there. Hey, West, uh, my Wes, wife,
1: West, did you know yeah. Denver Johnson? Uh, I
2: have met Denver. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't yeah. play together. He uh, he actually uh, came Up after
1: me, after. Yeah, came.
2: right after, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Denver was a great player, you know, down there at uh, at Tulsa. My yeah. brother. Uh, played at Tulsa also, and uh, he and Denver played played together.
1: Yeah, that's so. What, uh, Denver told me on Facebook last night. He, <coughs> I've known Denver for a while through coaching. He's been coaching Denver. all over the place. He actually coached at Colorado University for a while. But we'll get yeah, off that okay. topic. I'll let you switch back to your uh, yeah, chronology yeah. There. So, you know, so that's
2: that's that. Uh, you know, had a uh, a lot of milestones. As I said, I, I learned what it means to uh, to follow Christ. Uh, when I was down there, and that was a big turning point for me uh, in my life that uh, changed everything. Uh, plus, uh, my wife and I, we'd known each other for, for a long time, but we got married uh, when I was down at Tulsa. So, you know, a lot of things, a lot of uh, game-changing uh, things happened to me uh, while I was there, and so I look fondly back on my uh, time at Tulsa. And then uh, we had a, uh, we had a coach that was an NFL player uh, at one time. And so, uh, he taught me some things and all of us, uh, some things that, uh, that actually I think prepared me a little bit better to, uh, uh, come into the NFL. And then, uh, after my senior year, I got drafted by the Vikings and, uh, uh, we've been up in Minnesota, uh, ever since, you know, that time.
1: Stuck up in Minnesota. Now you were born in Texas mm. city, Texas, right? Yep. So mm-hmm. what was the transition from Texas city? Did you move was your dad military or something or did he get transferred no. a job or
2: No he uh he worked for uh Standard Oil and uh okay. he uh we, yeah I was I was in Texas till I was about 10 years old and uh, we moved up to Chicago so I I really grew up there you know in Chicago and the, the real culture shock was when I went back down to Tulsa again. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> Tulsa's great. You know, it's uh, we really in, in enjoyed it a lot. But one of the great things about it is it's just a very uh, laid-back uh, atmosphere compared to what it's like being in the city you know, oh, yeah. near yeah. Chicago. Yeah, they got great, you know, so. great high
0: school football down there,
2: too. But Yeah, they so, do. So in 77,
0: mm-hmm. you got to play against the Raiders <clears throat> in the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. So did you see a little bit of Ted Hendricks in that game?
2: Saw so Hendricks. Uh, I, I wasn't starting uh, in that game. Uh, I did play quite a bit uh, in the game. So I saw Hendricks, uh, Matuzak yep. and uh, Otis Sistrunk. And uh, I'll tell you, they were, uh, they were pretty tough. At least they were that day. You know,
0: for sure. Hey, they all, we got them twice a year because, um, <laughs> like I said, I followed you into the league, um, in, uh, in 83 and in '83, and we still mm-hmm. that was like Hendricks last year and Alzado mm-hmm. and Howie and and all the boys. So, and Matt, right, Matt, Matt so, Millen, et cetera, and they, yeah, they were. I'll tell you, they were always tough. I mean, that, that was always a grind and a lot of fun yep.
2: too. Yeah, it was pretty tough. We we had a pretty good team then in uh, 80, or '77, and I, uh, uh, I found it. Uh, Pretty difficult to imagine that we might lose, you know, that game because uh, we we were actually on a pretty good roll, you know, going into the playoffs and uh, played playing pretty well, but uh, we couldn't do anything against and them it, that it, day. It,
1: so was it McClanahan that fumbled on, on the goal line on the first drive of the game? Was it, uh, that's, I,
2: that's that's one of my repressed memories. I don't really uh, <laughs> I can't really confirm or, or deny that. Well, I was
1: there. i a, I'm Oh, okay. I, I was at the game. It was in the ro- uh-huh. it was in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. really and uh, and the we were surround, I think there were like twelve Minnesota Vikings fans in the stands. Oh, is that right? Well, everybody was for the Raiders. Yeah. They're from California, right? It was a home right. game for the Raiders for sure. Right. I think hey, that had wait. a lot to do. Uh, was, was Otis Anderson
0: to. still there? Who's that? Was Otis still there with you guys as a running back? Or no, I'm thinking, Otis no, Anderson. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 Chuck Foreman. You know, Chuck Foreman. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Chuck. Oh yeah, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck was Miami was there. Guys, yep. Yeah, Otis was a Miami guy. Chuck was a Miami guy. And right. uh, yeah, class act by the way. Yep. But, uh, but yep. he was up he was at the end of his career about that point, wasn't he?
2: Oh, uh, he played oh, about three more years. Did he? Okay.
0: You know after that,
2: but uh yeah, yeah, but he uh ate he had his, a he tough day that day way.
1: too. Kind of ate his way out of the <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I Remember? Mm-hmm. Cuz he uh the second time I went back to the Vikings, uh, Wes was uh Foreman was there both years, and the second year he came in, and I remember all the, like, uh Jim Marshall and those guys going, hey, to to Bud Grant, you know, hey, co- hey, Bud, who's the new defensive lineman? Because he was so big. He came in so big, and that was kind of the end of it. He kind of, he just ate himself out of the league. He was in great shape. The first year I went up there, he was in great shape and run the ball really well, but he just... Mm-hmm. Wow, had a bad offseason. Oh, well, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, it happens to all of us, you know, eventually, but uh, but, uh Chuck, Chuck played a long time and uh, you know, pretty high level. And I think for a running back, yeah, he was you
1: know, a great he really, player, yeah, he was a
2: great player, he hung in there for a long time.
1: He was a yeah. tremendous football so, player. No so, what, question. Mm-hmm.
0: what tell us a little bit about Bud Grant? I mean, how how was he? Who was your offense? Oh, okay, you had you a little bit too, we talked about that before the show, but. Who uh, yeah. were your offensive line coaches, or or what? Tell a little, tell us a little bit about Bud Grant, or because uh, I mean, Moses has told me a few things you know over the years about uh, Bud. You know, it, you know basically basically when he was being cut. But you know, that's we'll leave that <laughs> story alone. Yeah, I had I had two personal
1: <laughs> meetings with three personal meetings with Bud. Yeah, mm-hmm. that most people don't have. But go ahead. Yeah, well, I,
2: I can uh, I can recall whole seasons where I went through a whole season and never, never spoke a word to Bud personally, you know? So, uh, but, uh, he, he was a great coach, you know, a great leader, uh, for sure. Uh, definitely had a, a his own style about things. But, uh, the thing I liked about, about Bud was that he was a very even keel, you know, even, you know, uh, wins, losses, you didn't see much difference in him in the way that he started coaching us, you know, the, uh, the next week, you know, for the, for the next game. It's just whatever happened that's in the past. Now let's uh, turn our attention toward what's, what's coming next. And uh, nothing seemed to linger with him for very long. And, and uh, the other thing about Bud that that I liked, I don't know if it, if it helped him or hurt him really, but he was, a, I think, very loyal. Uh, guy, you know, to especially the, to to uh, many of the players that um, that had done well for him, you know, he went out of his way to to keep them around, you know, maybe even a little longer than than they should, you know. Just uh, for for example, uh, we we had a lot of uh, the, the year that we went to the Super Bowl. I think going into that season, Bud knew we were going to have a, a pretty good shot at it, and. Uh, we, we Ryan, you probably remember, we had uh, a lot of older players uh, on oh, yeah. that team. Oh, yeah. And when I say older, I mean, you know, 15 years, 18 years, you know, yep. in the league, you know, that we're, we're still on the team. And I, and I believe, uh, th- this is not something that was ever uh, said to me, but just my observation is that that bud uh kept a lot of those guys on the team you know for that year because he knew we were going to be pretty good and and we had a we had a pretty good chance to to do something and and uh possibly win the super bowl and and he wanted them to be a part of it
1: well yeah he, so uh, he did that yeah when i when i went up there i looked at guys like steve craig standing next to steve Voigt. and god bless steve voight was one of my favorite players but he was on in his years you know And I'd see Steve Craig was just a, you know, just a a chiseled athlete, right? And then uh, Mm -hmm. another one was Doug Sutherland who was at the tail end of his career, and he was a great player as well. And uh, I saw some of these defensive linemen coming in, and I go, they're going to keep this guy over these other guys, you know? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I I didn't fare well with it either because I was – trying to beat out Jim Marshall and Carl Eller. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't fare well for me either. but um,
0: Yeah, but let's talk about Radakovich for just a minute because he was a classic. <laughs> we, uh, we both had the opportunity to be coached by Bad Rad. And uh, Bad What Rad was his first name? Dan Radakovich. Dan, okay. Yeah, and Dan, Dan had been all over the league. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh, Salzburg, and the Rams,
2: Denver, Rams, yeah. us, yeah. Uh, Jets,
0: I think uh, he made some comments about. But one of the funny stories, uh, so uh, when I, when Radikovic was coming to Denver, mm. Gary Dunn, who played nose guard, I'm sure you played against him over the years, yep. uh, 12 years with mm-hmm. the Steelers, he calls me up and he goes, Oh, Coop, you got bad rad. I go, <laughs> I go, okay, well, and he says, he says, here's a great story. He says he was driving home from practice. <laughs> And he drove into the house, went inside, sat down at the kitchen table, started reading the paper, got himself a cup of coffee, and then yeah. the owners came home and asked him what he was doing. He was doing in their house. Yeah, it's a true story. it's a true story. It's a true story. So uh, it, 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 I don't know if if you remember, but he mm. he he wore gla- he wore these glasses right. in the film, right? Mm-hmm. And he would always yeah. he, he must have gone through a hundred pair of glasses. He'd throw his glasses down, and he, and he, he all—all all he talked about was how he invented the tackle trap, right? And, and some other things. But when we tested, he—I don't think he ever graded us, right? I don't think he literally ever graded us because uh, I don't know that he always knew who we were supposed to block. Right. And, and, and we were running the Cowboys offense. Right. So you had, you know, you, when you're growing up, even numbers are to the right and odd numbers to the left. Well, in Denver, you know, odd numbers were to the right and even numbers were to the left. So, you know, you've been trained your entire c- football career, even right odd left and now it's opposite right right uh, now right. You and Cam- so you're running into each other oh, the first two weeks. you know counter tray or we called it ot right you get guards and tackles all running into
1: each other oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and uh and, i think you did it for fun
1: yeah <laughs> just have you running into each other <laughs> yeah
0: just just to get that going and uh
1: how long did he coach how long did he coach you wes
0: just the one year I do you know. Don't, he,
1: I was, remember, he was there remember. in '84
2: when uh, Bud had retired, and uh, we had a new staff in there, and uh, and uh, it was interesting because we we actually uh, had a guy, Les Steckel, you know, that came yeah. in. Les was a great Les was a great position coach, and he did a lot for us. I know Les.
1: I know Les very well. We can talk about that okay. later, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, you know I, I don't uh, think that he was ready for, for what he came into you know there at Minnesota. The main problem uh, I, I won't say the main problem, but one of the the problems was I know I'm getting off topic here a little bit was uh, was that they you know Bud had retired and uh, everybody thought that Jerry Burns, our offensive coordinator, was going to get that job. Yep. Uh, they hired uh, Steckel instead, and uh, but with one of the, uh, uh, caveats, I guess, or the uh, conditions of him being hired was he had to keep all of Bud's coaches that, uh, that Bud had you know, on his staff. And there were a lot of them, you know, there. And so we, sure. we had Burns who had, you know, probably rightly felt that he was passed over, you know, for the job. And, you know, a lot of other coaches that were very loyal to Bud and, uh, not loyal to Les, you know, it, uh, particularly, not to say that they did anything um, against that, but,
1: uh, I mean, but I they, that. they were not very
2: enthusiastic. And, and the other thing about it was that uh, uh, Les hired his own coaches too. So you, you should see our team picture, you know, from that year because their coaches take up about two rows, you know, on that on that picture. We had our Bud staff, and we had Les's staff, and uh, everybody was doing things that they they'd never coached before in their, in their careers. And one of the you know, Red came in and um, took over for our offensive line coach, um, John Michaels.
1: John Michaels, Michaels was coach.
2: still in, Yep. And, uh, you know, Michaels, uh, he, he was a great coach. I mean, he really yeah, he was. was. And uh, he, got, he found himself moved to uh, running backs. You know, I had to coach the running backs. Wow. Yeah, that season. And Red, you know, coached us. And, you know, Ray did a you know a good job, but to, you know to say uh, eccentric, you know, is is right. <laughs> <really> <laughs> under, understating it. Uh, you know, the the story you know that you told just uh, you know that that's anyway, it. I it just reminds me so totally of him. Uh, I I've seen him one time so concentrating. You know, in a meeting of ours of, of uh, he was concentrating on. Uh, He's gonna write on the blackboard. He's looking at a paper, and I saw him uh, uh, put a piece of chalk in his mouth and start writing on the blackboard with a cigarette. <laughs> 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 and didn't realize it until you know, he looked up there and.
1: <laughs> so some of the some of the uh, the people who watch our podcast or listen to our podcast uh, will listen to my brother Mark was on our podcast, and you're good. You've kept mm-hmm. a. Good strong friendship with Mark from what uh, from what I understand, and you might remember right. that Mark left camp during that Les Steckle deal. Um, a lot of people did disappeared yeah. for for a while. That was a a, a confusing time. But so mm-hmm. uh, Wes, you're, uh, you're you're friends with Mark, and, right? Uh, you know he was he, Mark was a pretty good player. He was a pretty yeah. uh, humble kind of player, though. I think uh, both you yeah. guys were. You guys were kind of matched up as friends and uh you're still friends and uh you do a lot of things uh Christian events together right 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 Yeah mm-hmm. so uh it's uh Mark told me to tell you hello I was going to have him call in today but <laughs> it, Mark is technologically handicapped a little bit so but he's a he's a tremendous tremendous man uh Wes is uh Wes was the same thing he gen- Wes was a g- gentle giant he wouldn't say A bad word about anybody, you know? He was, uh, and uh, I patterned myself after my father. And Wes remembers my, you remember my dad, don't you, Wes? (laughs) Yes, I (laughs) do. He's 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 in the bad lad
2: category. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
1: was Something like that, right? The reason you look uh, so great and I, I look a little beat up is because I still got a few wounds from the old days is what old man was was all about. But anyway, so let's let's, kind of transition to uh, life after football and where you are uh, with the NFL, what you're doing. Are you doing anything with the NFL right now, Wes? Are you part of anything? I, I know you're in the Legends program, right? I'm in the Legends
2: Group, and uh, I, you know, I think the Vikings and the league have done a very nice job of uh, uh, keeping track of the the alumni. You know, here especially here, you know, in uh, Minnesota, I'm real happy with the way that they're they're uh, keeping track of us and involving the alumni in in different things. And uh, some of it is. Uh, uh, charitable events, some of it's appearances for the team and, and uh, things of that nature, but uh, uh, it, it makes us still feel like we're a part of what's going on. And I, I really uh, have appreciated that, especially uh, the, some of the initiatives that the Wilfs have, uh, have done uh, just for that thing, you know, just to make sure that the alumni are included. And a lot of the uh, things that go on during
1: the year so you you play with some great players you play with ron yerry yeah. i mean right. fort- unfortunately uh, as a rookie i went in to face all these guys <laughs> i used to go against ron yerry <laughs> for two hours twice a day that was a i don't know what i did to god but he got me on that one but ron yerry <laughs> you had uh, right. you were the right guard as i recall yep. dennis Willie was yep. the center just oh, was time, yeah. Jim, Jim yeah. was there and then mm-hmm. Brent Boyd came in after Jim got hurt, as I remember. Yep. And I still yep. talk to Brent a little bit, um, especially through Facebook. He was highly involved in the concussion stuff. Oh, and, right. And then yeah, Steve Brent's Riley. An
0: attorney, right? Brent's an attorney.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's an attorney. He sure, acts like one though. He mm. goes to he goes to yeah. Congress yeah. and everything yeah. else. I don't know if he was actually an attorney or not. Mm-hmm. But do you ever do you uh, Wes? Do you, ever, yeah. did you do you stay in contact with all those? Uh, Players that you used to play with? Uh,
2: no, not not as much as I'd like to uh, anymore. I, I see Yuri uh, every now and then. Never know where he is. You know that's the the main thing. But yes, uh, sometimes he'll just he's in California. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know I, I don't get out there very much. Uh, we talk every now and then, and uh, uh, I've I've been out to the Hall of Fame uh, inductions. And all the past Hall of Fame players usually come back for, uh, for that. And so I, I have seen him, you know, out there, functions like that. And, uh, and then the other guys, you know, there's not too many of them that are still around here. You know, I've seen uh, Swilly, you know, once or twice.
1: Is he still in and Minnesota or does he go back to Texas? No. Uh, he's,
2: he's uh, last I heard, he was living near uh, uh, San Antonio. Uh, okay. I'm not sure if he's if he's uh, still there anymore. I, I I hear he's he's started a uh, some sort of a uh, country western singing career, you know, or you know something like that. Uh, he never even uh, played the guitar, you know, when uh, when I knew him. But well, an old he's K- no an,
1: an Texas cowboy. I guess yeah, A&M, yeah, yeah. A&M, right. right. So you're yeah. more you Steve Riley. Uh,
2: Riley's back in California. And uh, he owned a business out there. Uh, he and his wife and
1: uh, really nice guy. Uh,
2: yeah, I think uh, you you wouldn't recognize him anymore. He lost about a hundred pounds uh, as soon as he retired, and he was never that big, you know. To, well, I mean, at some with. point,
1: all you guys had to get married. You had to lose all that weight, you know. Right. You know. Yeah. They, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so, tell us a little bit about. Uh, about Ben. Ben went to the University of Minnesota, you know, and yep. he went to high school at, uh, where Wysetta. he went to Wysetta? Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so, he uh, tell us about that transition for him and you and your family.
2: Yeah, it was good. I mean, we, we knew that uh, he was probably going to be a, a pretty good player. You know, like I was saying before, I, I think just being exposed to it, you know, and our family got him interested I don't think I had a whole lot to do with it. You know, when he was, uh, when he was younger, I might've been able to show him some things that other, 10 uh, year olds, you know, didn't, didn't know. But once he got into high school, he got some really good coaching there. And, uh, even though he was, uh, definitely an undersized player, uh, he, he played really well, you know, in high school and was, uh, uh, all state, uh, there in Minnesota. And, uh, the question was, was he going to be able to go any any further? And, and I think, you know, a lot of teams liked him, but uh, just were concerned about his size. And, uh, you know, his senior year, he was, you know, weighed about 220 pounds, you know, when, uh, when he was playing. Mm-hmm. And so, you yeah, know, that, that was tough, you know, to, uh, to get people to look past that and, and see if there was any potential there. And the Gophers did. Uh, he, he was... Probably the last offer, you know, that they gave anybody. When
1: did, did he graduate from high he, school? It
2: was, uh, it was 96, 96. I think. 95, 96.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. As an offensive line so, at
1: 220. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. They don't wow, do that anymore. They don't have a do like that anymore. I had a tough time with two, my
0: son at 260.
1: You'd have gone oh, division, division two twenty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it's a little
2: different now.
1: Oh yeah, It definitely
2: different now. But but it, you know it wasn't too far off from what's what was happening with him back then. And I think you know they just they just liked him because he he performed you know pretty well. And so and he had uh, uh, very good attitude about it. And uh, he was successful because he wanted to be and. uh and it paid off for him. But uh, I remember uh, their offensive line coach uh, told me at uh, uh, the Gophers. Um, he said when they, they were getting ready to start him, was, he, he redshirted his first year, and they were going to start him his his second year. And they'd spent the whole redshirt year trying to you know get him up, you know, at least to uh, two fifty or so. And and uh, he uh, the uh, college. Our offensive line coach was a guy named Elliot I Don't know if you know <laughs> oh, that yes, guy or Uzelak. not, but uh, These yeah, guys he's offensive uh,
1: line coach. You know, guy, <laughs> know. What was that guy? Uh, and now you got Uzelak. Or Le-
2: he was he a yeah. He was a Radakovich type, you know, I a guy, know. but uh, <laughs> maybe a little more, maybe a little more focused, you know, than than Rad. <laughs> but but uh, uh, he he told me he says you know I've been calling other coaches in the Big Ten. And uh, saying, "Hey, I, I got this center. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting a 250-pound center. You know, next year, a freshman. You know, you know, what are you thinking?" Everyone said, "You can't do it." He's, they said it'll be the end of your career. You know, if you if you do something like that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but he came in and he and he, uh, and he did well and he uh, kept gaining weight
1: through the years and. Um, well, he was a consensus All-American twice, is what yep. I understand. Right at Minnesota. Yep.
0: Most, most yep. great fundamentals.
1: I think mean, the University of Minnesota had like yep. three guys in the history of the school that were consensus All-Americans. I mean, uh, yep. tw- for two years. I mean, that's an amazing <laughs> that's an amazing statistic. So, he, so yep. he, he goes through college. He graduates from the University of Minnesota, and in his senior year, right. he gets drafted by the Denver Broncos in the fourth round. He
2: gets yeah. drafted by the Broncos, and I and I think uh, a lot of the same questions were were going through their their minds. Uh, you know, by then, you know, he, he played his senior year at, at Minnesota about two eighty five. Okay, or so, so he was bigger. Yeah. And in between then and the combine, he somehow got himself pumped up to a little over over three hundred pounds. But uh, I think everybody knew this is not a three hundred pounder. You know, and uh, you know, so I, I think a lot of those same questions about size uh, came into play, you know, with the Broncos, and and uh, quite honestly, I'm not sure if there's many other teams in the in the league that would have uh, uh, played an offensive lineman that that was that small. I think, uh, you know, by well, uh, just just to say that, uh, you know, Denver. Uh, those philosophy fit a little bit better, I think, to what he was. His
3: exactly. tools
2: were. Yep, yeah, them. I mean, he was. Yeah, I mean, they all their guys were relatively lighter, you know. Yeah, and uh, it, of course, they
0: and could run athletic.
1: Well, so I'm they here, could run. Here's what yeah. I'm gonna do when I finally cut this video and we put it up and everything. I'm gonna put a picture up right now <laughs> of me at the Denver Broncos uh, camp that we did. Group, the that we always did for the Denver Broncos high school player <clears throat> development stuff. And the players mm-hmm. would come over, and I'm about six four and a half, two 270 right now. Mm-hmm. And I've got a picture of me standing next to Dalton Reisner and John Leglue. It is the funniest thing you'll ever see. I show it to my kids and everybody. I look like a tiny little boy <laughs> between these two guys. And you'll see it well, uh, when when I finally put this thing together because I'll put the picture in there. These guys are massive, oh, yeah. just absolutely massive. I don't uh, I don't think a lot of people that I know would would play in these days. Um, although I think the guys that I went against with the Vikings were a lot tougher people, and when I went to the Bears, tough people. Then I went down to the, of the Rams, and you know those those guys down there. You know, Hannah was there when I when I was there. Hera, yeah, yeah, Hera was was there when, yeah, was, when uh, I went down there. First time all pro. Yeah, and and th- they were nasty people. You know, and you could do a lot of things with your hands and legs and stuff that, that you can't do anymore. You and know, a funny
0: funny story about Hera. So uh, Paul Howard was here, right? And Paul taught me, and then I and, I and then Dennis reinforced it. Like we used to get those little soccer. Little soccer shin pads. And we put, oh, yeah, yeah. put them soccer shin pads on the front and on the back, right? And we'd whip kick people like going out of style. <laughs> <laughs> like if you know don't right rear your guard, you're overrun the linebacker, he tries to run underneath you, you just fall to the ground and, right. like, whip kick him. Right? And yeah, I mean yeah. and you usually if you try that without a soccer pad on, you're gonna blow your calf up, right? You're gonna be limping right. for a week. Well on those it was like whack. I mean like you know I mean? And, then, and they go down and they're <laughs> And they're not, and they're not feeling very good because they just got their shins kicked. <laughs> but, uh, oh with yeah, with a, so- a yeah. soccer, plastic <laughs> soccer. So, so Rh- Wes doesn't know this,
1: but I, I got ended up getting uh, setting some kind of record. I think I got cut six times in my professional career, and I ended my career with the Arizona Wranglers of the USFL, ah. and they moved me to nose tag, nose guard, and oh, nice, <laughs> and I was a. Two hundred and sixty-two pound nose guard, and high lowing was legal back then. You could you could oh, yeah, still stand
0: you, them up and cut them. They call them
1: chop blocks, right? Now, but they they right. high and low. You know, every single play, and I'm like, this is the dumbest position. I would hate football. If I, <laughs> I mean, those guys high lowed me literally on every play. I got hit in the legs every single play, and after after games, I couldn't even walk. And but they would. They would do something else once they'd get me on the ground. Always do something else to me, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, grabbing my personal parts or, or some crap. These guys mm-hmm. played with Wes back in the day. It was, yeah. it was different, wasn't it? Describe that if you, if you remember. I know you weren't because you were always a kind of a clean, happy guy. I never really saw you get upset. I don't think ever. But uh, there were well, other like, yeah. nasty people on that <laughs> that we played against. Well,
2: right? yeah, I mean, uh, definitely the rules were different, you know, then. And, uh, you know, the attitudes, I think, maybe a little bit different as well. You know, for one thing, I mean, training camp was about, uh, oh. I mean, we, we had six preseason games, and uh, and we were in camp for, for most of those. And so, you know, you get kind of ornery, I think, you know, when you're, hey. when you're late. So I got
1: got picked up by the Bears when I left the Vikings. And I had to go to rookie camp because they didn't have enough guys. And there was only me and this guy named Scott Zedek out of Notre Dame were the only two defense fans in camp, in rookie camp. And they had first team and second team offensive huddle, and they would break the huddle, bam, you know. And the second team would break the huddle, bam, 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 for like two hours. And the veterans weren't even in camp yet. Then they showed up after two weeks of that. So it was like ten weeks worth of camp. And sometimes we went three times a day. Oh
0: no! Tell me about three it. Three times a day.
1: I think could you? I don't know that these guys would ever even play today if they had to do that, right?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, they are compensated pretty well to do it, so that might make a make a difference. But I know it would take a, an attitude shift, you know, to be able to do that. But <laughs> but you know, you asked about uh, you know what guys were like then. I Just was re- reminded of uh, one thing that that Bud told me uh, about uh, uh, Mick off and uh, Mick was our center, uh, Hall of Fame center. Yep. Played. 18 years, I think, you know, in the league, you know, at center, didn't miss very much of anything, you know, including practice or uh, anything, you know. Of course, uh, played in every game that he was uh, in Minnesota um, while, he, while he was here. Well, you know, Bud told us uh, rookies, you know, we came up for right after uh, the draft, and and uh, Bud was talking to us, and he said, uh, uh, if you if you want to really know how to play in the nfl or what it takes to play in the nfl he just he said um just follow mick tinglehoff around and just do what he does and uh so i thought well, will see what that means and and uh, i gotta tell you that you know he was right uh, i can tell you that he is i don't know what you think you know Ryan, but he was uh, the toughest player that i've ever seen you know in in my life, you know, for sure, in my football uh, career, anybody I've seen, I've never seen anybody uh, play through injuries, you know, like he did. And you know, the first time I met him, uh, you know, he he didn't really—he's uh, he, not that real impressive, you know, to be to mm-hmm. be honest with you. You know, when, when you look at him, you know, he he was—I I was over at the Vikings offices, and uh, Mick came walking up, and uh, for some reason, which I still don't know. Why he was uh he was carrying a broom, you know, with them. And I thought, you know, he came over and you know, held out his hand and uh, was gonna introduce himself and I thought he was a janitor, you know, there. And and he uh, holds out his hand, and says, I'm Mick Tinglehoff, and I said, This is the guy that you know Bud said, you know, well, followed I, it. I yeah, had yeah, almost the exact
1: know. same experience when I first met yeah. him. Almost exactly the same. It, he did, wasn't holding a broom. But I looked at him like, yeah. Oh. I actually walked by him, like, I didn't, he goes, hey, who are you? And I go, I'm Ryan Mullaney, who are you? And he goes, I'm Mick Dingeloff. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was—he kind of looked like an old man, but he wasn't there when I, he, he came to camp. He had retired the year before yeah. I got there. Uh, mm, okay. But he was, he was a different. Yeah, kid.
2: Mick, yeah, he, he, you know, he was. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, my rookie year, you know, Mick had been in the league 15 years yep. you know yep. by my rookie year and he'd never uh missed a game uh and he'd never missed a practice in, in all that time and then our last preseason game happened to be in denver uh, as a matter of fact um he broke a collarbone uh in in the game and i saw him coming off the field and uh his arm was hanging down, and and uh, I said to Johnny, I said, uh, I said, Mick's coming out. I said, better you know send somebody in, you know, you know there. And he goes, Mick's not coming out. You know, Mick never comes out. Here he comes, you know, over the sideline, and he and he comes up and he says, Johnny, I think they got me. And you know, his arm, his collarbone was broken, sure, His yeah. shoulder dislocated, and uh, so he was out for the rest of that game. Then. Uh, Next week was our uh, first pre- uh, regular season game against uh, the Saints uh, down in New Orleans, and uh, all that week, uh, the, the big story was that Mick Tinglehoff was missing practice, you know, for the first time in his career, and that it looked like he was going to miss his first game, you know, in, in 15 years. And uh uh, right up until the kickoff of that game, they were getting our, our backup center, uh, Doug Dumbler you know, ready to go. He's all fired up, ready for his first start, in the NFL. And then right before our uh, kickoff, Mick comes up to Bud on the sideline and he and he just he says, Bud I he says, I think I can go And Bud says, Then go. You we know, going in there and so they had to tell Doug, sorry, you don't know. <laughs> And then uh Somebody asked Doug, you know, later, you know, what about that? He says, uh, you know, you're the second-team center. And he says, no. He says, I'm really, I'm the third-team center. He says, I play behind Mick Tinglehoff and Mick Tinglehoff
1: injured. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that, and that,
2: was, that was really the truth. And uh, Mick, you know, for the whole rest of the year, you know, he played. And I don't know if that thing ever really healed up, you know, while he was playing. I'm sure and uh, and
1: uh, I tell you, I was impressed. I uh, yeah, don't sure. do that and, stuff anymore. I don't know if you remember when yeah. Mark dislocated his shoulder and they yeah. put a band yeah. around his yeah. wrist and they put a hook, that hooked his, literally a hook like you latch a gate, a hook right. on it, and then they put an eyelet on his shoulder pads and they hooked the yeah. hook through his jersey. And he would <laughs> play with his arm, <laughs> you know, like that. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't remember who was second team behind him during yeah. that period of time, but I thought, there's a guy on the sidelines who's fresh right now who's right. playing. Who's uh, <laughs> not playing at all. Mark's out there playing one armed, you know, one-armed. I'm like, that's amazing. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to drill into a little bit of Colorado stuff here. Uh, West just to bring it home, uh, to where we live. Uh, Benza, we, we have this every high school has this nemesis called Valor Christian high school. And, and, Denver, Colorado, where the McCaffrey's all went to school, Christian McCaff- mm. McCaffrey, and, yeah. you know, I, um, I actually interviewed for the head coaching job, uh, yeah. when it was a trailer and, uh, yeah. the, the head coach that, yeah. that became the head coach, uh, Sherman, he was the athletic director and he was mm-hmm. going to be a coach on the staff, but he had already, he already had his. Head coach picked, and they were moving up from Orange Lutheran in California to become the staff at uh, Valor Christian High School. And I'm sitting there going, "Why? Why did I come over here?" He goes, "Because I only interview head coaches for my assistant coach <laughs> coaches jobs." He goes, "You guys have a lot to learn. Being, you know, playing football in Colorado, you got a lot of coaching stuff to learn." So. Mm-hmm. I never did. Uh, I knew uh, Rod really, really well for a lot of years. Uh, he's over at Arapo High School yeah. now. But Wieselmeyer was there, and then they brought in. Uh, then Eddie McCaffrey yeah. took over uh, last year, and I mm-hmm. saw your your son. I was at Rock Canyon High School, and I saw your son right. when we played Valor Christian. Rock Canyon was yeah. not. Not very good in today's day words, in our words from back in the day, we sucked, you know, but uh, we played Valor, and I saw your son over there, and I go, wow, he's coaching. I went up to say hello to him because I only met him once, and uh, mm-hmm. he didn't really recognize me or anything, and I was, uh, I was there were a lot of Denver Broncos on that staff. But the right. fascinating thing to me is that I, I go, I wonder how many of these guys are really into this thing and how long they're gonna coach, you know, here all these Denver Bronco guys. And I find out that uh Ben's got two two kids uh that are playing football there right, right. now. Two sons. Yep. yep. And he also became a teacher at the school, yep. which is I thought, well, here's a guy that's committed, and I find that as a fascinating story. Do you know a little bit of background on that, uh, and how Ben's doing with uh, Valor? Because they just had a coaching change. Uh, I don't even know the new coach's name, but
2: how's he yeah, going? For I think ben? he's doing well. Yeah, it, it was good. It was a good transition for him. You know, out of football, he actually uh, uh, finished his uh, his uh, degree uh, at uh, DU over there and uh, student taught at Valor, um, that worked out really well uh, for him and he, and he just said this would be a great place to be, it's, it's really a long shot, but uh, it would be great to, just to go from an intern to uh, get being the job. On, the, on the staff, or, yeah, he, he wasn't th- even thinking about uh, football, but just uh, to get the job uh, in the math department there and it uh, sure. uh, turned out he did, he was real happy about that and uh, you know, it's, it's really been a good fit for him. And then uh, football, I, you know, I wasn't even sure if he was going to coach or not. Uh, they didn't, I mean, they had a very good staff in place, you know, already. So it wasn't like they were out looking for, you know, other other people to come in and coach.
1: Yeah, that Tyler, but, uh, I think F- Tyler Columbus was coaching there as well. Yeah, who's a Denver yep. native, uh, offensive, yep. flex, defensive, I didn't know, I didn't Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Columbus was mm-hmm. there. I don't know if he's there this year, but he was doing some work. Uh, yeah, I, I don't
2: think so. I don't think so this year. And I, I don't know what's going on over there this year, you know, right now. Uh, uh, new staff courses in there, and sure. I, I don't even know. it. They they just, uh, I guess they've been
1: practicing, but uh, the a the of schedule. On October 9th. So, okay, so, from Friday, so they're, they're,
2: they're getting there, and and so, uh, you know, Benny likes coaching, I think. You know, I don't think he would necessarily want to take on being a head coach uh, yeah. there or anywhere else uh, right now, but but I think really uh, it's, it's mostly because, you know, his kids are at that age right now, and uh, he enjoys just, uh, being a part of that
1: because they're there, Are, you know, so, as well. So the whole thing – Are compa- they
0: offensive linemen?
1: No, no. This, this whole thing came <laughs> around for 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 me an understanding last year when I'm uh, friends with Wes on his Facebook page, and uh, this highlight film comes up from Ben's oh, yeah. son. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this kid, He's he he's, doesn't have the physical, I saw him live, he doesn't really have the physical, you know, you, nobody, you're you not going to walk by him and get nervous, let me put it to you that way. But this kid is rocking people. I mean, he's yeah. a tough kid. Holy cow, yeah. I said film and I was it, incredibly impressive. He was only a sophomore last year, wasn't he?
2: Uh, He's a senior this year. Oh, so, oh, so he was a
1: junior last what year. what
0: position?
2: Uh, he played fullback last year and linebacker, and uh, this year I'm not sure. They're playing a different kind of offense. I don't think they're going to have a fullback uh, in very many formations uh, this year. So he is playing linebacker, and uh, uh, I guess you call it an H-back. Or, how big, you know, something you, how big like is that. he now? Yeah. Uh, I think he's about 200 pounds or so, you know, about uh, 5'10". Right 200 pounds. Right, Okay. right. So.
1: So he want to play college football.
2: Yeah, he's gonna. Uh, he's gonna play. He. Uh, he uh, committed to Colgate a uh, couple of weeks ago. Oh,
1: nice. So. Jesus, it's yeah. a long way from Texas City, Texas, brother. Colgate. <laughs> that's a great. Colgate, yeah, Country yeah, league, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's yeah. great. We really look it up. You I know, put, put a couple it, kids uh, at Colgate. Colgate. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations so, uh, to him, boy. Then,
0: then the other grandson. What positions he playing?
2: He's playing uh, defensive end, and uh, he he uh, last year he played uh, offensive line as well. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to translate into anything this year, you know, or not. But uh, definitely, he he likes playing defense. And what year is he? He's a ooh, he's a junior.
0: Okay. Yeah. What well, yeah. the Pay a little more attention
1: and uh, try and see, see a game or two over there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know Ben has other kids. He has, uh, th- do they all go to uh, Valor? Are they uh, all? They will. Uh, they all... Uh,
2: yeah, they will when they uh, get, those are the only two that are in high school right now. And he's got three other kids that are uh, coming up. Wow. You know, their youngest <laughs> the is 10. Team. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> working on uh, Working on baseball, the baseball team, you know.
1: So, so is Ben your only, or how many kids did you have, Wes?
2: Uh, I got three. Three, and uh, yep, yeah. Uh, uh, Ben's got a brother and a sister.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I've only only known of Ben because of uh, because of being out here in Colorado with him, and yeah, he's yeah. got a really good reputation as being uh, kind of a a gentle giant type of mentality. He's got, his kindness. I know that you've really all, just yeah. like just like most okay.
0: offensive linemen, right, right Wes?
1: He, uh, he doesn't eat yeah. as much as you do, Coop. I mean, uh, he's still he's still young and. He likes I don't
0: know. I just heard you say something about two seventy, yeah. and I was sitting there saying, "Huh?" Oh, that's what I weigh. So I, I Well, I got to tell you, I, I got to close say. my mouth as a defensive lineman, as you usually don't.
1: Well, I have to tell you that uh, this COVID virus has gotten me being. And it was. You know, I was actually quarantined. I have a stepson who lives in our house who's recovering. He and his family came back from Thailand. They're living in my house. He's recovering from cancer. So when the COVID hit, I couldn't leave the house. I literally could not leave the house for two and a half months. And then I went and stayed and, you know, couldn't go back home unless I quarantined in this little cottage my wife and I stayed in. It was 300 square feet. And there was... Literally no exercise, no nothing I could do, and I put on about Mm. twenty pounds. But I'll take it off. I'll be back to the old. I'll be back to the Uh, old fight. Looking at
2: it, I I, I think a lot of people, a lot of us, have
0: used that excuse. (laughs) The virus. Thank you. you, you. I I wanted to go there, but I'm glad you did.
1: Uh, The excuses keep you in survival mode. Well, that's right. Well, (laughs) anyway, yeah. Plus, I have a wife who likes to bake cookies. Oh, there you go. Every time she thinks that I'm upset about something, I end up with a dozen cookies. But <laughs> God bless her for, for that. So uh, we're, uh, we're going to have to uh, talk a little bit about our sponsor uh, that yes. sponsors our show. Uh, uh, Wes, we have a, a, a guy that uh, his name is Florian McCann. Uh, he owns a, a place called Mile High Aeration here in Colorado. And Florian, uh, I met Florian uh, when he brought me his son, uh, going into his sophomore year of high school, and his son was. He said, "Look, I, n- I need you to help my son. He will, really wants to play college football. He really wants to be a college football player, and but he's not. He's physically a mess, I think. You know." And I looked at the, his kid, and it was funny because his son came in and uh, he couldn't do two pushups, and he was he was a big kid and a tall, a mm-hmm. uh, lot of extra weight on he shouldn't have on and so uh he's now up at colorado state university where where mark played as an offensive lineman he's in his redshirt mm-hmm. sophomore year he ended up uh, doing some great things before him and i became great friends and he's got a company mile high aeration that uh that uh, right now is a premier time to have your your lawn aerated in colorado Particularly because we have this this clay soil out here that's really tough to work with, and you have to have it aerated to keep it healthy throughout the winter, and then you have to do it in the in the spring as well. So uh, during the fall, right now, uh, Florian and Mile High Aeration are the are the answer to uh, keeping your your lawn alive out in Colorado. I got to give up the phone number for Mile High Aeration. Uh, Florian's a great man. Uh, you should get to know him. A good friend of mine, um, and. He, his phone number at Mile High Aeration is 303-778-1000. 303-778-1000 you should call. Gets real busy this time of year because people who are in the know know that they have to get this done. So uh, you can also go to their website at MileHighServices.com. That's MileHighServices.com. And you can actually set up an appointment through the website as well.
0: Yeah, get it before the snow flies.
1: Yeah, you've got to get done probably in the next three or four weeks, unless we have a real warm, you know, Indian month, summer, Indian summer or something. Know. But got to get got to get going. So, Wes, when are you coming out coming out to Colorado? Are you going to come out and see some games or anything like that? Yeah, we
2: love to. We don't have anything on the calendar right now, but uh, we we usually get out there for a game or two. So uh, uh, you can you can count on it.
1: All right, man. Well, listen, you.
0: Good. Hey, we'll high we'll high low them together, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Got to give me
2: some of those soccer shin pads first. Absol-
1: <laughs> That's getting shape. <laughs> That's getting shape. All right. So, uh, Ben, thanks for. I'm Ben. Wes, thanks for coming. You ben, did that to me.
0: There, see what I say, Wes? You see what I have to work with?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a uh, cross we all
0: have to bear. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a cross. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into this stuff. I'm, gonna go, I'm not gonna, go, I'm not gonna go into that's it. That's beautiful. I'm just i being, nice yeah, be, <laughs> being nice to you today. I'm gonna be being nice to you today. Hey uh, Wes, thanks for c- uh, coming on and talking yeah, and uh yeah. hopefully we'll see you My in uh, Colorado when you come into town.
0: Let's do yep. it. Let's try and get together when you get in town. That'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yep. That yeah. sounds good. Good All talking right. to you guys. All right, Wes, thanks a lot. And uh you can uh, stay on if you want. We're just going to do a little promo for Caldwell Banker here at the end, uh, Wes, and then we're going to say say goodbye. But you can hang on if you want. Okay. All right. I you think I'm, I'm going to go on. ahead and scoot, and right. then right. I'll, uh, Look forward I'll to check you guys you. later. Okay. okay. Thanks yeah. a lot, Wes. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: right, guys. We're uh, going to wrap this thing up and talk about Caldwell Banker for a minute and, and any of your real estate needs. So. Uh, As you know, uh, Moles is brand new to the real estate business, but uh, has been in business in general for his entire life, uh, putting kids in college, um, in the corporate world, you name it. So sales is nothing new to him. And uh, the market's been vibrant. Uh, Things are going on and off the market. We're as low in inventory as we've ever been in 20 years. Uh, Financing is a little tougher, jumbo financing. So keep that in mind. And always, uh, if you're talking to a lender, talk to us. And we'll tell you who to talk to because I can't tell you how many deals are falling because some of the lenders are out of that general business. So uh, outside of that, um, you can give me a call at 303-843-1545, and you can give Moles a call at uh, 720-722-1559. He lives up in Evergreen. I'm down here in the metro. Uh, We both handle you know from A to Z uh, all across the front range in the five-county region. And, heck, I've done stuff out in Kiowa and Breckenridge and, you name it over the years because a uh, real estate license in Colorado is a state license, but you don't operate out of your comfort zone. So uh, feel free. You should know probably
1: stay out of the mountains. You're a flatliner. Flat <laughs> yeah. yeah, Flatlander.
0: Flatlander. They call us flatlanders up there, right? But uh,
1: You live in Saudi Aurora.
0: So I sold, uh, recently sold a house up in Pine, believe it or not. Gorgeous. Pine. Gorgeous home. Yeah.
1: Pine's becoming a suburb it of is. Denver. It is. It's, it's all expanding is. all the way out yeah. to Bailey. And Hi- you see Hi- the home prices.
0: Hi-wan. right there off the I seventy uh, corridor, and there's some. You know, they have put a bunch of beautiful homes right in that area, and uh, you know, in that in that whole Golden Corridor and running up through Cal Dennis or, oh gosh, I can't even remember the name. Can't Pronounce the name of the subdivision, but we're filling in all the way to Boulder now. So it's been uh, interesting watching, you know, where the suburbs move out east and and northwest you know and it's where the water's
1: at it's it's amazing all the way up to bailey now we're seeing home prices uh you know an average home in bailey now is like three hundred fifty six thousand dollars, which is very high if you know bailey it's an hour from 470 almost exactly and you're seeing it spread all on 285 because uh the i-70 corridor quite frankly is somewhat of a poop show you know i mean it's it's so crowded that now you're you're seeing it it all grow it creates a deer creek canyon area and all that Uh,
0: creates an issue for folks coming out of uh, off that evergreen exit and out of Taiwanwan and those areas especially on the weekends when you've got that mountain traffic Friday's you know really Thursday Friday through the whole weekend I mean even it's
1: Monday terrible morning.
0: so it's tough but
1: 70 is rough but 285 is not 285 uh, is getting rough yeah. now if you, you live us a on a buzz, fri-
0: uh, give us a buzz for all your real estate needs and um, again if you're talking about financing we've you know I've been working with lenders over the years I had a lender's license. Um, know the drill, know who to talk to, know where there's specialty financing available for first time home buyers for non warrantable condos, which are very difficult, um, and jumbo stuff that's uh, almost impossible to find right now.
1: Well, that's the end of the show. Another good one. Wes was awesome. Awesome. And we'll uh, see talk him, to s- you.
0: See you in episode six.
1: Episode six.
0: See you.
3: Cause Hera, he, oh, yeah. he was at the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause Hera was a uh, um, played at the University of Miami. So right. I know Dennis pretty well from just alumni stuff and partying down the Keys and and uh, mm-hmm. played against them a few times. And we were in London, and you know I got to know him in London and stuff. So, oh my God, bad rad. <laughs> the, the food, right? Yeah. You Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, food. <laughs> yeah, right. But well, you remember a lot better than I do. But, oh uh, my god! It's it's, it's all flooding back now. You know that's what's so fun about the show, and get um, when I meet with guys, or right, you know, you have something in common with people, and the, then all, all of a sudden, like stories, just like it's like a flood of stories and memories. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> we some crazy we made well, I've right? made it about halfway through most of this stuff that I sent you. Oh yeah, all and right, good. Go off into the hitherto's.
3: Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know if you listened to Blaze at all, but we had to drop him back in a few times. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. Get, didn't get a chance, but I saw your the one that you had out there yesterday or day before with the uh, some of your uh, your players that you coached. Yeah. The guys from St. Francis and yeah, yeah. and all yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. So I did see that one, but uh, so but I'll, I'll watch Blaze uh, when we're done.
1: Okay, so you're you just clipped out on your microphone. Yeah, okay. yeah. So keep your your cell phone close to your because we're we're you're talking to us through your cell. Phone. Treat it as right your microphone. You don't have to. Is that to, better? You don't have to lean forward and all that. You just have it somewhere near you so that it's about. All right, you did good. All right, so How's I'll that? Give you a little background here. Sounds great. So Coop and I have been friends for. Uh, I actually met him in. Doing camps, didn't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Thought you say that.
1: Been a long time. It's been a while. Been a long
3: time. We started doing camps. I started doing camps them we started out with guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, I got a contract with the Denver
3: Broncos. And, uh, yeah.
1: Ultimately, end up with a contract with something like 14 NFL teams to do these camps for them through a business I had uh, training athletes. And uh, we, our company was, I just closed it last September, and it never closed. <laughs> Keep
3: doing uh, that crap, right? But uh, not
1: Monday, at all. You're not gonna be that guy, are you? <laughs> yeah, money in football. So anyway, <clears> down <throat> down that, and uh, we trained a lot of athletes. Ultimately, he had he has a son, Cameron Cooper, who plays for UTEP. Now he's an offensive lineman at UTEP, and ended up working with his son as well. Um, mm-hmm. I all I did, uh, I went to like. 200 colleges and just studied every position and every form of offense that you could do just so I knew what the colleges would recruit. So we put okay. over we put over 2,000 players on college scholarship across the country. When he says we, it was him. I, I was only involved with him in the,
3: in the very end doing camps like in the last five or six years.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm only saying we through
3: false humility. <laughs> we've got to keep them coming back right <laughs> yeah yes, so but uh anyway that's why i i was a brunette five years ago this happened when i met coop but
1: uh <laughs> i'm just waiting for it to go blue <laughs> right. well i you know i don't know do. as many uh Cosmetic appointments around town as scoop. Does. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. He's got oh, cool. a <laughs> lot of keepers. So anyway, we'll get started here. Um, we're just gonna, you know, kind of barrel our way through it, and um, trying to figure out. All right. So what I'm gonna have to do, you're gonna see me clap. Yeah. Match up uh, the video, the uh, audio on the computer, and the audio on your phone with all of our okay. audio and stuff, so I can, when I have that clap, that's where I started and when I put it all together, but we're gonna, <laughs> we'll start right after that. this five though. What? It is five. It is episode five. Yes, yeah, It's, it's, it's well. not episode four. Yeah. we one behind. Got to change that last night. All right, we'll get started, and, uh, let look at this real quick. Hey, Coop, you're doing the intro? Yeah. Are you familiar yeah. with it? Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Wes, you saw the intro. Are you okay with it? Did you read it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll get started. You, you hit record on that? I did. It's on. Okay. It's running. So we're ready. All right, here we go.